It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. In this world in which we live, you know, it's no longer enough to just talk about a better world. And we do a lot of talking about a better world and the other world uh, on this show. But I think to question conventions and read books filled with the wisdom of the ages, Gandhi said it best. Uh, You've all heard this quote that we must be the change we wish to see in the world. And as we all know, change doesn't come easy. To be the change, to transform our lives, to begin to impact the world around us, we must not only have foresight and, of course, faith and compassion, but you also have to have the courage of your own convictions. And one such agent of change, not coincidentally, is my guest today. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a personal growth author and spiritual counselor, Kathy Freston, uh, bestseller, New York (laughs) Times bestseller. People always like to hear that, I guess. Uh. Yeah. That's a nice label to have if you're going to have one. It's pretty terrific. And thanks to you, by the way. Well, it means people are reading. Well, last year around this time, she was on this show talking about the one, discovering the secrets of soulmate love. And now she's returning to our Soul series to share her latest book, one that is nothing if it is not courageous. It's called Quantum Wellness, a practical and spiritual guide to health and happiness. Courageous, I thought, not because of the fact that you challenge us to strive for our own sense of personal wellness, but that there is actually a plan for doing it. Mm -hmm. Courageous in that you emphasize that wellness is contingent on service to others Mm -hmm. and also our effect on the world, holding us accountable for bringing up the weakest link, Mm -hmm. as you call it. Mm -hmm. She's pretty amazing. Mm. When you learn to walk the walk, how long Mm -hmm. have you been walking the walk yourself? Well, I think we were all born uh, to learn to walk the walk, and it's just a matter of how quickly and easily we get there. Mm -hmm. And I certainly um, had a few breakthrough moments in my life where I thought, if I don't make some changes, things are going to go pretty bad. I mean, things were really heading in a a very difficult direction for me. Um, I had some health challenges. I had some relationship challenges. I had some uh, work and finance challenges. And all of those things, as difficult as they were, were catalysts to wake me up. And I think that that's what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to wake up. And that's what conscious living is, is living an awakened life. And if we don't take the reins ourselves and and really, you know, set out to make the changes, life kind of tends to bop us over the head to get us to pay attention. I was one of those ones who continues to get bopped over the head. I know. And the thing about it, all of us have been bopped. Mm -hmm. And I think the more hard-headed you are, the harder the bops have to get. That's for sure. Yeah. 
One of the things you say is that conscious living is awakening to begin to understand that another's misery is our misery. It is. It is. And if we don't tend to the ills of this world, we will not be fully well ourselves. We're Mm -hmm. so interconnected now more than ever. You know, if you think of your arm, Mm -hmm. like if you think of, uh, I'm going to take care of my arm, but I'm not going to take care of the rest of my body. Right. Well, that arm is not going to thrive no matter how well you take care of it. You have to take care of the whole body. And we, as, as a humanity, we are that whole body. So we, we need to extend our awareness past just ourselves, past me, my family, my community, my interests, to the things that I don't see necessarily, the things that are in the, in the shadows of my awareness. I have to open my eyes to the things that are painful beyond my immediate sphere of awareness. Mm. And until I do that, I'm really not going to be connected to my higher purpose. Well, I think, too, uh, uh, the reason why a lot of people shut themselves down to that is because I don't want to see the other person's misery mm-hmm. because then I might have to do something That's about it. That's the inconvenient it. truth. Mm-hmm. That's the inconvenient truth. And it is really hard to make changes, especially when those um, things that we enjoy are traditions that we sort of always thought were positive, whether it's eating turkey at Thanksgiving Correct. or, you know, wearing a big fur coat or whatever it is, you know, that signals uh, abundance and mm-hmm. joy and family having tradition, made it success. having made it, all of mm-hmm. that stuff. So we have to bust through that stuff. Yeah. It's sort of interesting, too, when I started, because I used to be a person who wore, wore fur coats and also bought them for other people to wear because I thought mm-hmm. it was a symbol of mm-hmm. success. And then when I started to become more conscious about it, I thought mm-hmm. success at the expense and sacrifice of the animal. So yeah. you get to wear the fur right. to say, look right. at me, look at me, isn't this a great thing or a beautiful right. thing, at the sacrifice of another animal. Yeah. Not to even to keep you warm, because right. we're not in a place where no. you needed to kill that animal right. in order to own thousand years self. ago, we needed that. Yes. And maybe that was a necessary evil. Right. You know, as was eating meat, you know, many years ago. But life has changed, and that's one of our, I think, responsibilities as awakening human beings is to keep pushing ourselves to look three steps behind to see how things got to be where they are, whether it's our food, our relationships, our politics, whatever, and then looking three steps, you know, forward to see how our choices play out. And it's not always easy because we have to bust ourselves and we have to do things that are uncomfortable and push ourselves to doing things in a new way and, you know, change change our ways. It's hard. So I'm talking now with quantum wellness advocate and author of a book by the same name, Quantum Wellness, Kathy Preston. What is quantum wellness? You know, we hear the word quantum a lot. It's Mm -hmm. a part of our, you know, it's been become a part of the lexicon Mm -hmm. of this this age. But what does it really mean in terms of wellness? Yeah. Quantum wellness to me, quantum means a, a radical and sudden leap from one point to the other. Ah, like yeah. warp speed. Yeah, Shkum. warp speed. It's yeah. almost like a miracle just popping onto the radar. Mm-hmm. And the way you get to quantum wellness isn't by just radically changing everything you do, because I think that's really hard to do. Yeah, you talk about leaning into it's it. Leaning into it. And it's almost like creating sort of a brew. So you're throwing in yeah. all these different ingredients. I'm going to do a little bit of this. I'm going to change this a little bit. I'm going to, you know. That's why I like this book, because, you know, normally it's like, okay, let's everybody stop everything you're Mm. doing right now. Mm -hmm. But your idea is let's lean Lean into into it. it. Get used to a new way of being. Maybe take up one minute of meditation a day. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe cut out one animal for today. Maybe this week I'll give up eating chicken or, or any kind of bird, something like that. And we just keep adding these little shifts and changes into the soup. 
And it's like, you know, I don't know if you've ever baked something. You you, you put in all the ingredients, you put it in the oven, and, and before you know it's something. I'm not a something... baker, but I have made stew. <laughs> yeah, that's stew. <laughs> and something, it's like that old sort of metaphor when you're, you know, uh, the the witch doctor, you know, over the brew, yeah, stirring the something pot. up, and then poof, something happens, and you go from point A to point Z. And mm-hmm. it's not really up to us to say this is what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. What's up? What what we're um, beholden to do is to just keep upgrading our ways, little by little, as much as we feel comfortable doing, and pushing ourselves to look deeper at ourselves and the world around us. And that's when things happen. Well, you start with the pillars of wellness, the eight mm-hmm. pillars, which I thought were really great. Would you describe them here? Sure. Okay. Um, one of them is meditation. Mm-hmm. And meditation... That was the first one. Yeah. Meditation is something that, you know, you, you think you have to have this uh, very severe practice of sitting and, and with a straight back on a cushion and mm-hmm. be very disciplined. And actually, meditation is just being quiet. And everything Do you know that what I, Eckhart Tolle said? I thought it was so moving that every time you are present with mm-hmm. your conscious every breath is a meditation is. if you l- allow yourself to be with that beautiful. breath beautiful yeah and if you're if you're in that breath and that present it's like you'll feel tears running down your your yeah. face it's so i remember he said sometimes he'll drink coffee at night just so he can stay up and be present <laughs> <laughs> and i could just imagine him getting yeah. you know setting himself up and he would just you know be totally awake and he'd close his eyes and i could just see him being present, you know, for yes. for hours on end and what yes. a meditation that was. Yes. You know? But you're saying, I think that there's so much um, maybe confusion, intimidation, mm-hmm. and also, you know, mysticism mm-hmm. around the idea of what meditation is. Mm-hmm. And what I have discovered is that when you uh, practice meditation with the expectation that something is supposed to be happening, mm-hmm. then you're out of balance with what meditation yeah. really is. And that's our ego speaking. That's our ego. That's our ego. Trying that, to, you know, yeah. I'm going to close my eyes and now yeah. something mystical and amazing right. is going to happen and I'm going to see the light and the right. light's going to pull me in or whatever yeah. you're expecting to happen. And that's not up to us. That's our job to is us. to close our eyes and get present. And then the universe brings still. us exactly yes. where we need to be. And that might be to a deeper awareness or mm-hmm. it might just to be, a, a, you know, total presence. Sometimes you get an inspiration when you're meditating, sometimes mm-hmm. a, um, an idea that you want to write about right. or someone you want to call. But you can't look for that stuff because that's, what, that's when the miracle happens to you. It's just putting yourself in a position, closing your eyes, breathing, maybe saying a mantra such as, I am here now. I am here now. And ever, so then when your mind is wandering, you just keep going back to your mantra and focusing on the words and letting them sink down into our it's another good consciousness. one. Um, you know, I love what you said about Gandhi saying, mm-hmm. be the change you, change you want to see in the world. So um, I often say, I am peace. So I just keep repeating, I am peace. Mm-hmm. I am peace. So I am, I'm telling myself, I am the change that I want to see in the world. If I'm frustrated by the chaos and the war and the insanity in the world, and I don't quite know what to do, one thing I can say is, I am peace. And so I let, I let those words sink into my consciousness, and I think, what does that mean to me? I am peace. So I, I might think of a relationship that needs healing. I might think of uh, a practice that's cruel that I want to stop doing. And I just let the words, I am peace, penetrate deeper and deeper, and then I become peace. I do sometimes, um, John Gray taught, taught me this a long time ago, to do uh, my 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 heart is open to you. God, my heart is open to you. Come sit in my heart. Mm. And so 
I've sort of narrowed that down to, you know, that's sort of my prayer before I begin. Mm. But the mantra really is my heart is open mm. so that I do it. My heart is open Beautiful. so that you're open to receive mm. whatever mm. is going to show up for you. Beautiful. My heart is open. My Beautiful. heart is open. So meditation as a cornerstone. Mm-hmm. And I think people get intimidated. I remember many years ago, uh, I was talking about meditation or had been talking about it on a previous show. And a woman stood up in the audience and said, yeah, Oprah, I tried that meditation thing. Mm-hmm. I went in the closet for 20 minutes and nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> I did that meditation thing. I did that uh, for 20 minutes. Nothing happened. Yeah, I think Gail said that, too. She said, I'm centering myself. I'm closing my eyes. And nothing's happening. And, you know, it's it's funny because sometimes nothing does happen. But But we're practicing. It's like. If you go to the gym a few times, you won't really see the muscle popping right. out. You're not going right. to see your waist suddenly slimming down. It's the practice. It's the leaning into a new way of being. And then change sort of happens when change is supposed to happen. And that's like your meditation of I am open to receive. It's not really my business to dictate how things show up. My business is to show up and to open and be willing to receive. And that's when the universe provides us exactly the experience we need in order to grow and become deeper. And I will tell you, guaranteed, if you just start doing it, I just, you know, you say in the book and you said here earlier, just take a minute. Mm-hmm. And I, this is what I want to say to everybody, every one person who's listening, because radio, we're talking to one at a time. I do know that. <laughs> uh, to every one of you who's listening, um, that if you don't have a minute to give yourself, mm-hmm. if you just don't have one minute to, to sit still and be still, then then your involvement is not a priority in mm-hmm. your life whatsoever. And that's the ego speaking, too. Yes. That's the ego saying, oh, no, no, you got to get back to doing that, and that's you got to right. think it's... about that crazy situation there, and you got to go grocery shopping. That's your ego. And that, that part of your mind that's fearful does not want you to get quiet because when you get quiet, that's when the shift happens. That's when the miracle does come in. Wouldn't it be an amazing thing if all over the United States of America, let's just start with our own country, or let's just start with a city. If all over in one city we could get people just once a day, you Mm. know, at the same time to take out a minute Mm. and be still. Just like, you know, when you go to European countries, you know, from noon until 2 o'clock, you can't find anybody, you can't shop, you can't do anything because everybody's having a siesta. Wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah. What a good idea, Oprah. Isn't That's that a, a good great idea? idea? Yeah. Just, just, just take a minute a day, mm. just to sort, a minute a day to silence ourselves. That's incredible. And, and all and, that openness, what could happen with all that stillness, the, the miracle that could come through and all that chattering ego, you know, everyone just sort of stops for one minute and breathes and receives. My gosh, I can imagine miracles happening. The shift that would come. Yeah. Because the meditation and the deep awareness that comes from it is just a part of the pillar, mm-hmm. part of the cornerstone. Mm-hmm. And next, what would you say is the next important on that chain of eight? <clears throat> well, for me, conscious eating is is the the one of the very most important because it's the most elemental, fun, fundamental thing we do every day. Uh-huh. And that means that we are aware of where our food comes from, how it gets to the table, what goes into it, whether um, cruelty... Um, and abuse goes into it, whether farm workers are, are uh, overlooked and um, overworked, uh, chemicals, fertilizers, hormones, all kinds of stuff. And everything in quantum wellness appeals to the body, mind, and spirit. Right. And so what I maintain is that if it's good for our health, 
it's going to be good for our soul and vice versa. If it's good for us as individuals, it's good for us as a whole of humanity. It's good for all animals and all yes. other animals on the planet. Exactly. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan-favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Are you ready to unlock your inner greatness? If so, make sure to listen to my podcast, The School of Greatness, hosted by me, Lewis Howes. Join me as I sit down with world-class performers, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to uncover their secrets to success with new episodes every single week. Whether you're striving for personal growth, business mastery, or simply seeking inspiration, The School of Greatness has something for you. And you can find it on SiriusXM, Pandora, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe and follow to the show so you never miss an episode and start your journey to greatness today. Now, see, I used to think of conscious eating as as taking your time, mm -hmm. being aware, before I read Quantum mm -hmm. Wellness, as taking your time, being conscious of what you're eating, mm -hmm. watching your, you know, fat and mm -hmm. sugar intake. But you mean something mm -hmm. different. As a matter of fact, in the beginning of the book, you write about a friend of yours. First of all, I was reading it, I was thinking, am I that friend? <laughs> you're, you're writing about a friend of yours who's... No, really, I started reading. I go, is she writing about me? Because the story was about the friend who was up and down with weight. Yeah. I do declare I was reading. I was thinking, I think she's talking about me. Oh, for you're so funny. <laughs> you're so empathic. That's why you connect so well, because you really do feel what other people go through. I thought. And you say, yeah, you know what? I've felt that before. I don't think she's talking about me when she's describing the friend who's been up and down with her weight. And then I re realized it wasn't, you weren't talking about moi. No. When you said that the friend had finally conquered the weight issue mm -hmm. when she started to become a conscious eater. Mm -hmm. That she'd struggle with her weight mm -hmm. and would keep it off for long yeah. periods of time. Yeah. And you, then... you can do dieting and that mm -hmm. works and exercise. And, and you can even add into it some meditation and some mm -hmm. visualization. So I visualize myself being thin and fit and having energy. And so I have a friend who did all these different things. She's a very smart woman, Janet. Uh -huh. And uh, and she did everything that she was supposed to do. But uh -huh. then she would bounce back and gain the weight, whether it was some stressful situation that would set her off or something. And so until she started becoming a conscious eater, which means she thought about the animals and what they went through to get to her dinner, her steak dinner or her chicken lunch, whatever it was, that her discipline was no longer one of deprivation where she felt like, oh, I can't have this because it's got too much fat in it or too much whatever. It was a joyful That your discipline. whole life isn't about, as mine no. is, 
How many calories no. is this? How much fat is in that? If you think about the great sages and thinkers of our right. time, because I can tell you the calorie time. content of every single item yeah. of food. Yes, and that's not what life is all about. You right. Know? And I, I really do venture to say that when you're eating from a place of spiritual integrity, like I really want what's best for me, but I also want what's best for everybody else involved, including the animals, then it's gonna it's gonna work out for you in a way that you don't even a have place to worry of spiritual about spiritual integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what conscious eating is. Because spiritual integrity, remember the spiritual principles are compassion, mercy, empathy. Um, kindness, alleviating suffering, all of those things. So if we're going to adhere to spiritual principles, if we think about what an animal goes through in, in being raised for our steak dinner or chicken lunch or something like that and how they get slaughtered, it is so deeply heartbreaking. So if we're going to be conscious in our lives, we have to be, it means to be awake. So I'm not saying don't eat that stuff, but open your eyes to it. Think about it. And I think what happens, because most people, I think, have a really good heart, that when you when we open our eyes to that stuff and we're aware of it, we're, we're just going to not want it. We're I know. Just very interesting. In very to. much the same way as I recently uh, did a show on puppy mills. I uh, loved it. And oh. there were people who said to me, you know, I couldn't watch that show on puppy mills. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to see how badly mm-hmm. they're being treated because it just mm-hmm. made me feel so bad. Mm-hmm. What I felt is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And after reading your book quantum wellness, the first time I've really seriously considered being a vegetarian. I never seriously considered it because I didn't think I could, I could keep it up. Mm -hmm. But then after I did the show on puppy mills, I thought, all right, I have such empathy for dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, having had dogs all my, uh, all my adult life anyway. Mm -hmm. And why should the dogs or the puppies be the only ones exactly. that we care about? It's interesting. It's like Sophie opened your heart to Yeah, animals. Sophie, yes, please. I, I know. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want okay. to upset you, but, <laughs> I but that's the, will but start what, boohooing. But what a gift, other, yeah. you know, what but a Sophie gift. Sophie opened my heart that she way. She opened your heart. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that, that this show happened so close on the tale of her passing. Yes. You know, it's almost like you're, she's making sure that your heart continues to open. And you're right. People don't want to look at that stuff because it's painful. And I, and you may have to do something. Yeah, and you may have to do something. And I can't tell you how long it took me to read the books, to watch the videos, the behind-the-scenes um, uh, videos of what happens in a slaughterhouse. I didn't want to look. But as I went along Which, on my spiritual path, I realized I have to. If, if I'm serious about what I say, that I want to be someone who's compassionate and kind, and I don't want to add to suffering in this world, and in fact, I want to do as much as I can to alleviate suffering, mm-hmm. how can I not look? How can I not look? And once you've looked, you can't pretend that you didn't see it. Exactly. Yeah. It's in but, there. And that's why a lot of people don't want to look. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing with many shows that I've done over the years. I'd say even mm-hmm. to our audience, now that you've seen it, mm-hmm. you can't pretend that you didn't That's see it. That's exactly right. Because it's now in your own consciousness. Mm-hmm. And the question becomes, what will you do with it? Yeah, exactly. What will you do with it? Exactly. So you look and hopefully it affects you. But then, you know, as in all things quantum, I think it's body, mind, and spirit. So mm-hmm. you say, okay, this is really rough, but what about my health? I don't know. I don't want to sacrifice my health just because I want to be a, a spiritually integral person. Uh-huh. But then if you look at the health issues... Um, it is widely said that a plant-based diet is more healthy for your body insofar as less cancer, less heart disease. So on that level of health, it's also better to eat a plant-based diet. So you look at it from the spiritual angle, you look at it from the health angle, 
And then if you look at... at Where am I getting all my proteins? Where would you get your oh, proteins? Oh, you get protein from beans, nuts, like you're eating almonds here, mm-hmm. avocados, um, tofu. Um, there's something called seitan, tempeh. I think you're on to something with this mm-hmm. whole idea of now if you move into spiritual integrity mm-hmm. with your eating, spiritual integrity with your eating, it eliminates the whole calorie count, oh, fat count, please. what I had yesterday, yeah. what I'm going to have tomorrow, parties coming up, yeah. all that, mm-hmm. all that. But I wanted to get the pillars mm-hmm. of the foundation for wellness. Right. So meditation, conscious eating. Mm-hmm. Visualization is another one. And visualization just means setting up your mind to um, be able to imagine how you want to live your life. It's like mm-hmm. laying out a blueprint. It's right. very simple. It's it's like create, like attracts like. So you sort law of... Law of attraction. Yeah, the yeah. law of attraction. So mm-hmm. it's just sort of imagining yourself as you'd like to be, and then you sort of hold yourself differently. You respond to food differently, relationships, things like that. And so you're setting up a roadmap for how you want to be. Very simple stuff. And just... and. Personally, I like to do it in a flash. I'll just visualize really quickly, uh, like a moment of, you know, myself being healthy and fit and radiant and happy. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. I also like that fun is one of the pillars. I don't know where it is on the list of the eight things. Fun is right in the middle of it because, um, you know, myself, I'm a pretty serious person. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just came onto this planet. I'm a serious person. I'm not just like, you know, a party gal, yipping and yahoo. So I have to actually <laughs> remind myself. <laughs> okay, what would be your theme song? I think this is so funny. Gail said to me the other day, because I said, gosh, Gail, you know, it's like the world according to Gail. I go, you see everything through yellow colored glasses. And she goes, yes, and I like it too. Yeah. Because if I have a theme song for my life, it would be walking on sunshine and uh, then it feel good. I love that. Yes. I love that. That's great. Mine would be Amazing Grace. My oh, theme song would be amazing. It would Grace. be. Boy, is that a perfect fit. Yeah. That amazing is Grace would fantastic. be fantastic. That's great. Mine, for you know, a theme song is like one of those things that just happens in your head. Yeah. And so you think maybe the universe is trying to tell me what my theme needs to be. Mine is always K Sera Sera, which really? means whatever will be, will be. Because I think I'm always trying to figure out what's going to happen. And and if I do this, do I get this? And, you know, what kind of results do I get if I... And so I'm very manipulative. Like my little ego is very powerful in my head. It just wants to control life. And then I'll just get that song, K, Sarah, Sarah. Really? Yeah. I think it's just telling me to chill out, do my thing, and whatever will be, will be. And accept what is. Accept what is, exactly. And there's that balance, you know, of accepting what is, being with what is. And I talk about that when you have a crisis and then being proactive. So there's this balance of, okay, I have to be with the truth of what is. Whether I'm sick, I'm going through a divorce, I've been fired from a job, whatever. I can't be in denial. I actually have to be with the truth of whatever it is, no matter how painful. But then I also can be proactive. I can take very specific steps. You know, I can visualize, I can meditate, I can surround myself with positive people. I can meet healers. I can read books that are going to pop yeah. my mind into a new place. So that's the balance we have to strike as evolving human beings. I'm going to just allow to be the, present to whatever is. It's what Eckhart Tolle talks yeah, about. Yeah. It's just, it's what is. So we've know? got, we've got meditation and mm-hmm. conscious eating. Mm-hmm. We have fun. Uh, oh, and fun. Okay. So that brings levity to your life. Yes. That brings, you know, you, you have to just enjoy yourself and let it go. And that's okay. a really important balance. And um, another really important pillar of quantum wellness is self-work. 
And that oh, yeah. means, uh, it's like Socrates said, you know, the unexamined life is not worth living. You have to really look inside constantly mm-hmm. and say, where am I blocked now? Mm-hmm. What am I doing that I could sort of upgrade? And where am I stuck? Because our responsibility is to get unstuck. And that's mm-hmm. when the light, the flow of life can go through us. But we have to constantly look within to see the places where we're stuck and clear them out. Yeah, and if you're not doing self-work, then you are stuck. Yeah, exactly. Then you are stuck. And that's when life hits you over the head. Yeah. So I would prefer to do the self-work than just sort of rest on my laurels, whatever they are, and life to say, (laughs) wake up, child. It's time to do some work again. So that's a really important thing. Okay, we have two more pillars. Okay, one of them is um, spiritual spiritual work. And that means just being around uh, uplifting messages of hope, healing, peace, because if we don't have some sort of spiritual work going on, whether it's going to a church, Uh sitting in a a temple and meditating or something, we forget our larger purpose. And spiritual work always brings us back to the bigger picture. Spiritual practice. Spiritual practice. Yeah. Because otherwise we get stuck in our little ego minds and what's important for me. Spiritual practice brings us back to the, the big picture. And then the last one is... No, serve- we forgot exercise. Oh, exercise. And that's such an obvious one, yeah. you know? And it exercise doesn't have to be there. a killer. It doesn't have to be uh, in an aerobics class. It can be just a brisk walk three to six times a week um, and, and some good weightlifting. And that, that produces not only a leaner, stronger body, but it creates endorphins, uh, dopamine, serotonin, everything, these brain chemicals, and br- brings you a sense of well-being and peace and relaxes the nervous system. So it's good on, on uh, all different levels. And then the last one is service. And yeah. that pushes you out of your own little sphere of awareness. Right. And, you know, whenever I'm maybe feeling anxious or melancholy or something, and I remind myself to do some service, it pushes my awareness outside of my own self-centered fear. And I, I get to watch me having an effect on someone else. Usually I do service with um, animals in some way. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel so good. So I'm not only doing something good for where I'm volunteering, but I get to experience the serotonin and the dopamine and all of that stuff that's happening in the brain. And I actually feel better. Yeah. You say to us in the book that we should turn toward that which is stirring us up. Oh, that's yeah. a big conversation. Yeah. yeah. I think we need to turn towards the darkness within us and we need to turn towards the darkness on this planet because we can't hide from it. It's getting so big and so intense that if we don't go within and look around us and see what's going on, it takes over in such a way that that's the bop over the head for us as individuals and for the planet. So it's really important to turn toward the things that are painful and really do everything we can to heal them on every level of body, mind, and spirit. Next, I want to get into this whole details of conscious eating, Mm. how we begin to do that. And what are we going to eat if we're not eating any meat nor meat products? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, not even an egg. You know, it's a gradual incremental journey. Oh my God. And I was planning on a turkey burger later today. (laughs) I was so proud of myself. But anyway, after reading Quantum Wellness, for the first time I began to, it clicked for me. Mm that how can I be a person that says that I want to be, you know, fully awakened to the possibility of my life when I'm ingesting things that cause harm to another life? Yeah. It's a lot to think about. Yeah, it's a lot. Because, and... Now, why'd you want to shake me up that way? I was doing just (laughs) fine. I was okay. I'd made my peace. 
I made my peace you, with the chickens. Yeah, you are someone, Oprah, that is so profoundly on a path of growth and evolution and yep. awareness that there's no way that you wouldn't have gotten to at least thinking about this stuff, whether or not you Well, I've thought about moved. it before. I've yeah. thought about it before. Mm. I'm talking about being at the point where you say, all right, I'm yeah. willing to, now I'm actually willing to lean into it. Mm-hmm. Lean into and it. And that's the trick is to lean into a change. As you say in the book. Yeah. yeah. Lean into whatever change you want to make. Because I think when you do things with small steps and knowing that big results can happen, then you don't get overwhelmed with this responsibility of like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Yes. If, if I became a vegetarian overnight, I would have been such a disaster because I would have been the first time I was out of my home and I'd ha- I wouldn't know what to order at a restaurant or what to have at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. I would have just thrown up my arms and said, you know what? Forget it. I can't do it. It's just too hard. As with anything, it's easier to just sort of set your intention and move in the direction of the change you want to make. Okay, and so, so and being a vegetarian or vegan, as mm-hmm, you are now, yeah. is just a part of what Quantum Wellness, a practical and spiritual guide to health and happiness is about. It's one of the cornerstones. Conscious eating is one of the cornerstones or pillars mm-hmm. for having a whole and healthy life, is what you're saying. Yes. And, and that a, you can't do that without being a conscious mm-hmm, mm-hmm. eater. Because eating is such a fundamental practice. We do it all the time, every day, at least three times a day. It's so elemental. So if we are on a path that we are saying, I want to practice kindness in my life, practice compassion, I want to create more peace in the world, yes. I want to alleviate as much suffering as I can, yes. then the most elemental practice is eating. And if we don't say, well, what kind of energy went into producing this food? And was there suffering and, and was there compassion applied? Was there kindness? Does this represent the spiritual principles that I want to adhere to? We're not really conscious. You know? Okay. I'm not really trying to make a joke, but I was just thinking as you were saying that, what if the chickens mm-hmm. were gently massaged and given <laughs> anesthesia and quietly went out before they were killed? That would be a beautiful thing. And that okay. would certainly be uh, a conscious way of eating meat. Okay. Unfortunately, um, the world is at a place right now where 10 billion land animals are killed per year. If 10 can, billion? 10 billion. Can't wrap my brain around it. it. It's very hard to wrap my brain around it, too. And I think something like 6 billion uh, fin fish and uncountable shellfish. But 10 billion. So, you know, the way the world works now, and we're getting wealthier and wealthier, so the amount of animal flesh that is consumed has gone up. Are you ready to unlock your inner greatness? If so, make sure to listen to my podcast, The School of Greatness, hosted by me, Lewis Howes. Join me as I sit down with world-class performers, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to uncover their secrets to success with new episodes every single week. Whether you're striving for personal growth, business mastery, or simply seeking inspiration, The School of Greatness has something for you. And you can find it on SiriusXM, Pandora, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe and follow to the show so you never miss an episode and start your journey to greatness today. Now, how did this start for you? I know in Quantum Wellness, uh, Kathy's new book, which got me thinking seriously about this. I haven't committed yet, but got me thinking seriously about it. Um, You say you were in the supermarket and you're looking at baby back ribs Mm -hmm. and you're looking at leg of lamb. Mm -hmm. When we're looking at veal, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? Mm -hmm. A baby? Yeah, it's a little baby calf. 
that was torn from its mother. You know, it's funny. I have a friend who I talked to her about all this stuff, and she said, okay, Kathy, my commitment to you is that I'm going to give up babies. So she gave up veal, and she gave up lamb. Um, she gave up anything that said uh, ba- baby chicken. You know, and this stuff is on the menu all the time. These, this is in the grocery right. stores. And, yeah. if we, and, and I thought that was such a great thing because she was someone who was trying to get pregnant. And she thought, you know, as a as sort of a salute to babies, I'm just going to give up eating babies. Yeah, and that and just to think about. So that's that. also what you mean by lean into. You don't mm-hmm. have to give up everything at one time, it would be but so to start shocking. thinking about it. Yeah, yeah to start just thinking. to set our intention to be more aware. You know, I'm just going to at least watch the videos, or I'm going to read the books. I'm going to really open my mind and open my heart to the truth of what happens behind closed doors. Yes. And my intention is to become a more conscious eater. And you say you started out reading Animal Factories. Mm-hmm. I picked up Animal Factories and read it. Mm-hmm. Then you read Diet for a New America. Which was a stunning look at behind-the-scenes animal industries. And that just really killed me, that book. It was like... Diet for a New America? Diet for a New America. Food is not just biochemical. It's not just core nutrients. It's also energy. And so if we are eating something where the animals were abused and a lot of suffering went into it, or the farm workers are not being treated fairly and they're desperate, we are taking in all of that energy. So if we're going to be conscious people, again, I'm not saying, you know, lay down the law and say no more meat, no more chicken, no nothing, but just to be conscious, to be aware of what happens. And then we can make our choices whether or not we want to support that kind of practice. Mm-hmm. Now. You are vegan. You don't. And how long have you been vegan? I've been vegan for about three years. Okay, and vegetarian which means no that. animal products. Yeah, that means so no dairy products, no milk, butter, cream, and also no eggs. So it's not where vegetarian now, is just is wrong with the eggs. I ask you, because <laughs> the chicken is making all those eggs. Where are all those eggs going to go? I mean, that's I feel what... like we're letting the chicken down if we don't take the eggs. That's what I thought, and that's what I told myself for a long, long time. Okay. And then I looked, you know, as I forced myself to do. I'm like, okay, just take a look because I can't imagine that that's the kind of I can't imagine if if God or spirit created this world. Right. I would imagine. That God is not sitting up there saying, you know, you really need your protein. And I do believe in kindness and compassion. So unfortunately, you're going to have to put that aside and just get your protein. I believe that if there's some wisdom in this universe, some grace in this universe, and of course, I do believe that there is, that there's a way to get all the nutrients we need, all the protein we need, while at the same time is adhering to our spiritual principles of kindness, mercy, compassion. So is eating a chicken, from your point of view, um, any less egregious than m- m- uh, milking Bessie? I well, mean, it is. Because don't we need to milk Bessie? Because otherwise, what's Bessie's <laughs> milk going to happen? Bessie's milk goes to Bessie's baby. So how do you explain the circle of life? You know, the circle of life, the mm-hmm. lion, you're, you're, you know, when you go on safari... Mm-hmm. Or, you know, watch a documentary, documentary, you see the lions chase the gazelles mm-hmm. and the gazelles are... And they should eat. That, that, that's the way the chain of life is. But if you look at those predatory animals, they have sharp teeth right. that are able to pierce through hide and skin, right, and rip the skin away. We don't have those kind of teeth. We don't have those kind of claws. We Actually, have... I saw a lion kill last year. And it's natural. Yeah, I saw a lion kill. Yeah. And you know what they, what they, what they did? what the lion did. He went, I saw a lion kill a warthog. Mm-hmm. I saw him wait outside the hole and wait and popped its head up and he went straight for the jugular. Mm. 
went for the juggler, mm-hmm. right into the juggler, caught him. And then because there were other lions in around, he suffocated him. Mm. I saw the lion suffocate the warthog mm. and then drag him away. And that's instinct. And yeah. it's quite natural. Mm-hmm. And we don't have that instinct to, you know, we don't see I'm an talking animal. to Kathy Freston, everybody, spiritual counselor and author of Quantum Wellness. We're talking about her new book and the fact that I'm thinking about becoming not vegan, Yay! but vegetarian. <laughs> I don't know if I can give up eggs and the chicken, too. Lean into Lean into, into one of the most right. conscious eaters that I know. <laughs> As a matter of fact, this is the thing. Kathy and her lovely husband, Tom, came to my house uh, not too long ago, and I was having lunch, and we did their little... So I did the salad bar. Which is great. Okay. And then I had meatballs from Molly's. They were the turkey <laughs> meatballs from Molly. I was so happy that we got Molly herself. Molly's my favorite restaurant. Santa Barbara, and she came over and cooked the meatballs. Meatballs, and um, Kathy did not touch the meatballs. <laughs> and I said, Kathy, they're turkey meatballs with raisin. But I wasn't judgmental. You weren't judgmental. I didn't say anything. No, you I, did not. Yeah. You just no. You picked around, and you know, I saw you eat the artichoke. <laughs> put the artichoke on your salad. And that's the thing. There's always a lot of choices, and you had so many different choices. You had all kinds of vegetables and an artichoke. I think you had avocado, which is yes, full I of had lots of stuff. Protein, there. yeah. So there's lots of different. But I choices. did not know. I would not have had the meatballs there had I known. <laughs> and afterwards, Tom said to me, "You know, Kathy doesn't eat." <laughs> I go, she doesn't. But that was turkey. That was turkey. He goes, she doesn't eat any animals or and, animal products. Yes. Yeah. And here's the secret he what? won't tell you is that he doesn't either. He's down to fish right now. So he is someone who, he's not, he like me, I go around talking about it. And it's something that I, you know, I'm very out with. He's sort of quietly made the choices, I think, because of the health reasons. So mm. he's pretty much given everything up but fish and dairy products and, and maybe some eggs. So he's sort of eased himself off of... Uh, animal flesh as well. What made you then decide no eggs because of the yeah. chickens being? They were they they underwent so much suffering that I thought, I just don't want to be a party to this. Okay, let's say I become a vegetarian and everybody who's listening to us now mm-hmm. is more conscious about the way they eat. If all of us mm-hmm. gave up eating eggs mm-hmm. or chickens, there's still going to be millions and millions and millions of chickens killed every year. Well, you know, would it be that everyone would give it up at once and we would have that problem of what to do with all the chickens? Unfortunately, we're all in, or fortunately, we're all in different places along our continuum. So where you might decide to stop eating animals, someone else is going to decide maybe five years from now or two years from now or 10 years from now. So it's going to be a gradual change. But I do think, Oprah, I think that's the direction we're headed. I think that um, as we awaken and, and, you know, human morality is marked by um, how much we can overcome that might makes right instinct. Well, the, the thing that got me in quantum wellness was that, you know, I try to live a, uh, am trying to, to continually evolve, mm-hmm. continuously evolve and always striving to be a better person. And what is the next level? And, you know, how do I use myself to to a greater mm-hmm. uh, purpose than my own personality? Mm-hmm. Um and you got me with spiritual integrity. Mm, mm. That was and, the knock. Yeah. <laughs> that was Ooh, the, I'm that, so glad. <laughs> that was the knock. How can you be yeah. a spiritually, a person yeah. who claims to be spiritual in the world, mm-hmm. eating food unconsciously, mm-hmm. allowing this to happen to animals, turning your, turning your head and pretending it doesn't yeah. exist as yeah. you're 
you that's know, the shadow. serving up the that's land. That's the shadow. That's mm-hmm. the shadow part of our world that's and our, right. our culture. And if we don't examine those old mm-hmm. traditions, and throughout time, you know, there's there have been traditions that we've had to yeah. bust. And may, may I interrupt a second to say a lot of it is uh, giving up old traditions because I think, oh, my God, so then... But no barbecue on the 4th of July. What are we going to barbecue? <laughs> Tofu? What are we going to Soy do? dogs and veggie burgers. <laughs> oh, and and oh now they, they have and all kinds of the these. The ritual of all of yeah. eating and fine. Think about the next cruise I go on. What am I going to do? I'm like, <laughs> what am I going to eat? Trust me, if Oprah goes on a cruise and says, I'm vegetarian, they're going to have vegetarian food on there <laughs> waiting for you. Trust me. But, you know, there's there's all kinds of alternatives. There's kind of uh, faux meats that you can go in almost any grocery store now. Um, there's, uh, you know, Veggie burgers, soy hot dogs, uh, texturized soy protein. I'd rather eat beans than soy turkey for Thanksgiving. And that's actually. Because I heard, are you doing soy turkey? I am. Okay, I'd rather give me a bowl of beans. Just you know why I do? Well, actually, it's much healthier to eat the bowl of beans and rice because that's a whole unprocessed food. And that's actually better for you. But for the transition to go from being a total carnivore to, to being a vegetarian, you want to still fit in and sort of have your food look like it used to. There's a lot of uh, different faux meats that can okay. make you In the book you talk about, because I'm thinking about doing this, I'm really, this is where I'm thinking about starting first just to see if it'll work. In the book you talk about the cleanse, the mm-hmm. cleanse. Mm-hmm. Um, so those of you, the one of you who's listening to me right now. <laughs> Hello, you who's listening to me right now. Okay, so let's uh, say that I do and you do who's listening want to start mm-hmm. to lean into it. Let's mm-hmm. say, hypothetically, I decide to lean into this. Mm-hmm. How do you advise I go? Do you like the, the cleanse idea for 21 mm-hmm. days? It's only 21 days. Or you can do it for seven days. As with everything I say, lean into the direction of where you want to go. So if, if 21 days sounds like too much, do it for three days. Do it for seven days. And or- the cleanse is giving up alcohol, mm-hmm. which I could do that for 21 days. Mm-hmm. Yes. Caffeine. G- giving up caffeine. I've already given up caffeine. Oh, good for you. I, I need no good other stimulation. My life is stimulus <laughs> enough. Also means no artificial stuff. Oh, it's one more thing. I know. <laughs> when I was giving up dairy, the hardest thing for me to give up was my latte because I loved a latte, you know, a double latte. And so I thought, I'm just going to start ordering soy lattes. And at first, I hated them. They tasted so bad. I couldn't stand them. But I said, you know what, Kathy? I've heard that it takes 21 days to change your taste buds. Just keep ordering them. Keep doing them. And sure enough, I started loving a soy latte. And now I couldn't drink anything else. Something really? else. If I went back to milk, I think it would taste too fatty and sweet and sort of it would turn my stomach. And so, obviously, you're a person who completely walks the walk. Now, I can do... I may be able to do that. I may be able to, because I do believe that it is about, you know, walking the walk mm. and not just telling other people mm-hmm. and even living it for yourself. I still, I, I don't know if I can give up leather shoes, though. I think that's too hard. Listen, it was a lot harder for me to give up my shoes than it was to give up the steak. <laughs> I, <was laughs> I like, cannot. Oh, my God. I just feel like, okay, all right. Yeah, enough is enough. I need the leather. I'm not saying do that, Oprah. And that's the thing. If I... If, I would never say just do all of this at once. I didn't do it at once. And by the way, walking the walk means keeping your eyes open, keeping your heart open, keeping your mind open. So what are your shoes made of? It's, um, I don't know, something synthetic. Let me see. But they're not, um, they're not, they're not leather, hmm. not the sole or anything. And, and honestly, some of the cheapest shoes are non-leather because leather's more expensive. Of course. So you go to the, the cheaper. The cheapest Stella McCartney shoe. Yeah. Thank you. Do some people just do non-leather? 
period? They do. Stella McCartney does non-leather, and most of the shoes that pay less are actually non-leather because they're cheaper. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of made it a sport. So I just look wherever I am, and I just mm-hmm. you know kind of investigate what's non-leather, and I've made it sort of a fun hobby to see what I could find. What and about your pocketbooks? They're all non-leather. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know. It's been interesting. But again. I'm going to just see hmm. if I can walk the walk in leather shoes for now. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Because That's you'll overwhelm much. yourself. It's yeah. too much. It's too much. Give up one animal at a time. Uh-huh. Maybe give up chickens first because they're smaller. And then maybe you give up um, uh, pigs, you know, because they're oh, so I, I smart. I have no problems giving up pigs. And then you give up oh, cows. No problems. You know. So it's just. I basically wh- don't eat red meat yeah. And, and, yeah. and pigs Good. now. The least cruel thing you can eat is grass-fed cattle because at least they have a little bit of time and then just work yourself away from animal flesh little by little. And I really do believe, um, my friend told me this when I was uh, giving up meat or wanting to, she said, don't worry, Kathy, stop beating yourself up. The body gives up what it no longer needs. And I kept craving, you know, I thought I needed this and I needed that. And then after a while, I didn't crave it anymore. I just had given up little by little by little until before I knew it, I was a vegetarian and then I was a vegan. But it was easy because I did it gradually and incrementally. Okay. <laughs> all right. Just set your intention. Okay, I'm going to set my intention. Yeah. Thank you, Kathy Preston. Thank you. The book is Quantum Wellness, A Practical and Spiritual Guide to Health and Happiness. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening.